Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week is the announcements at this year's WWDC. Today, we have a lot, a lot to talk about, but we also have follow-up, because uh, after last week's uh, episode, a lot of people wrote in, and uh, I just kind of just have like a sum-up of all the feedback that you uh, listeners uh, gave us. So uh, I think people liked that, the, that we were kind of open. So if you haven't listened to it, we shared some of our stories when we were rejected from job interviews and stuff. And the uh, overall feeling is like people respond positively to just be more open so i guess we can try to do that more often um and yeah so people like shared some of their also some of their struggles and you know it is hard um listener david darren's friend of the show also uh he wrote a blog post titled my worst job interview so kind of similar and also uh, another friend of the show alberto orzini mention him quite often uh also wrote um a piece uh he thought uh, he named it coming to terms with the worst day of my professional career and what i learned from it so if this is something you uh, relate to and this is something you um you're struggling with maybe you're not alone uh and uh i do like this it's not a trend but i do like to see people just opening up a little bit more because there's a lot of that you know just sharing the good stuff and the perfect little things like it's like dribble, but for life, you know. Dribble, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, that's that, that. That is it. We're gonna put links in the show notes. All stuff. Is it? And... Is it? Is it Instagram dribble for life? Oh, I don't know. I'm quite silly on Instagram as well. Um, well, that's a, maybe that's yeah, the maybe whole right. point. Dribble is like what people want, like what y- you want other people to think your work is. Mm. Ah, so See? are you saying that I want people to think I'm silly and that's why I post silly stuff? I think so. <laughs> no comments. Okay. Um, so this week we thought, why not? Why don't we talk about WWDC? <laughs> you, you mean, I think you mean dub dub? Dub dub DC. Uh, yeah, it happened like it does every year. <laughs> this one is a big one. There's a lot to talk about. I honestly, I don't know if we're going to be able to to talk about everything in a single episode i hope so um but uh should we just jump right into it yeah um so i i okay i have to admit something. Opening statement? this is this is the first year where i haven't even watched all of the keynote so what happened is i booked three hours for the <laughs> apple keynote in my calendar and then got someone who immediately booked another meeting after the three hours ended and I've been successfully able to protect the three hours, um, but it went over. Wow. Um, over three hours? No, it was well, sorry. Hours it wasn't over three hours, but basically, be- I think because of lunchtime or something. Anyways, mm. there's something weird that happened. Or maybe it ended up being like, I booked two hours instead of mm. three. I don't know. I forget. But um, anyway, so I missed basically the last 15 minutes. <laughs> And okay. I've watched maybe like five or ten minutes of those uh, before this. <laughs> and I mean, the rest just seems like kind of like conclusion on like where things mm-hmm. are at. But um, yeah, I haven't seen the State of the Union yet either, which I've I've started that as well. But I'm only, only like about, about 15 minutes fourth. in. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think, but still, you we have plenty. Yeah, of I think I have. I, I think I got the gist. To talk it. about it. But what a packed <laughs> keynote! Like, holy right? crap! So this is this was the first time I hosted like a dub dub viewing party. Uh, my place. I never really lived in a city with friends that would care about <laughs> the WC enough nice. to do something like this. Um, so it was it was it was super fun. Uh, and we had uh we had a bunch of friends over and we had ryan and pim uh probably two of the biggest uh, ios nerds <laughs> that i know probably mm-hmm. um and because of it it was like it was a very different keynote for me but uh so i was a bit more distracted so i didn't get all the little details and the hints um because i was like making coffee and you know we also got uh, had dinner because we're in europe and wwdc is at 7 p.m here mm-hmm. um so it's a, it's a different kind of event <laughs> right. uh, but it was really fun it was uh, i had a lot of fun um okay so because it's packed should we just get started uh we're gonna go through the order that they uh, you know mentioned stuff in, on stage um so if that order feels weird blame apple um also, we're going to have chapters for each section. So if you're like, I don't want to hear about TV or watch OS or whatever. I just want to hear about what do you think about the display. Uh, <laughs> you can just skip ahead or back and forth if you want. You're welcome. We uh, we started with TV OS. It was such a small little update that the, there's not even a marketing page for it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor TV OS. <laughs> um, this was the part This I was really distracted here still because uh, I think dinner is just whatever. Uh, so it's not, I didn't pay a lot of attention. I mean, I, I was think, even surprised that it even got mentioned at all. <laughs> so yeah, like the biggest thing. the biggest update to TV OS, it's really the, the Apple TV Plus uh, service. So they did show, show, the, show us a trailer of the one of their shows, which now I forget the name. Uh, it looked good. They're like alternate reality and where the Soviet Union won the space race. Whatever. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. That seems, good. that seems fine. It was like, oh, okay. Like they finally got at least one trailer done. And like, yeah. show. <laughs> Turns out, showing trailers much better than having someone try to describe it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it does look a little bit better. Although, I'm not sure that this is a show for me. Like it seems fine as a show, but I just wasn't that into it personally. So. Uh, but seems- I wasn't really into it. I I liked that type of show. Yeah. Cool. Um, cool. Well, yeah. and then uh, I think the only changes changes are the 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 little thumbnails app things look bigger and rounder. Yeah, they basically they- uh, put a dock like on the iPhone, like that is like not connected on both sides. <laughs> that mm-hmm. seems about it. Uh, there's also multi multi user support, whatever, which was that's cool. actually really cool. I forgot about that. And there's like a control center type of mm-hmm. thing from the side, which, uh, looking at it, it's like we have options to, you know, a button to go to sleep, the the user switcher. Uh, there's like a now playing thing, and there's also uh, shortcuts to go to the, well, it's not the AirPlay, you know, to change input or output. So if you want to connect uh, Bluetooth yep. headphones and search. So all of that, I think it's it's welcome change because right now if you want to, you know, uh, Turn the TV off. You have to hold the, that one button and wait until the prompt pops up and whatever. It's always like it's not super intuitive. Yeah. Um, 
when I have people over, I have to, oh, actually, yeah. Let me just it's like a bunch about. of stuff that were there that <laughs> I can imagine nobody knew where it was. Yeah. Um, they all put it in the same place. Like one thing that I've certainly experienced myself is like having something that plays in the music app and then you exit out of that and music keeps playing and you're like, okay, how do I turn this off now? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, hopefully you can find the app that has sound playing right now. Um, it's kind of weird. So yeah, I'm glad they kind of fixed that. And uh, it's really cool that now they have multi-user mode. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also they also support uh, Xbox and PS4 controllers. Yeah, that coupled with uh, Apple Arcade, I think is gonna mm-hmm. might be interesting. That is interesting, and also uh, apparently I don't think they mentioned the keynote, and if they did, I missed it. But uh, th- that that support for those controllers also comes to iOS, so you can also hook mm. up your PS4 to an iPad or an iPhone, I guess. Yeah, interesting. I feel like that's a pragmatic decision. It's kind of like, okay, look, we know that like gaming on the Apple TV is not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need two things. We need a solid input mechanism and we need good games to be made for it. And so this is like, well, let's use the ones people already have in their homes. Uh, and then two, it's like, how do we get good games? Well, you know, we're going to finance them and fund them. So they're actually good. So seems like not a bad strategy. Uh, we'll see how that pans out when uh, Apple Arcade comes out, but yeah, I'll definitely try it. Interesting that they, uh, the Nintendo switch, Tricons or the Pro Controller that wasn't they didn't mention that. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to you know start rumors. You know. <laughs> uh, it's whatever. It might be a thing where Nintendo is just like a little bit more uh, I don't protective know, protective about their yeah, controls. IP. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So uh, next, Watch OS. <laughs> also, very small update. Uh, new watch faces. Yeah. Sure. Um, a couple new uh, first-party apps like Calculator and um, you want to split the bill, little Calculator as well. That's cool. Uh, voice memos, I think. And uh, I forget. Oh, some of the like um, some of the health fitness thing, like a uh, cycle tracking and some of that. Some things like that. You have the and hearing thing. Like, hey, there's loud sounds. Yes, that is loud sounds. Uh, I, th- I saw a tweet somewhere of like saying um, something like, you watch buzzes and like, hey, uh, stand up. Or like, hey, go take a walk. Or like, hey, <laughs> do you breathe. Or hey, no, it's like, hey, it's too loud. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Your watches are just very needy. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> always complaining about something. Uh, One thing that I thought was cool that was kind of grouped in the watch segment was um, the new trends feature mm-hmm. in the activity app. Mm-hmm. I think that's super cool. Because, like, yep. ever since I've had the watch, I have all these things that are tracked, and I literally have no idea what to do with them. <laughs> yep. Uh, really my temporary solution for it is, like, yeah, it's, like, the, the before I was 12 and all, you know, currently, uh, you, you get the data, but you don't do anything with it. And so uh, you need to see the trends for that data to become valuable, I guess. So that's why apps like Gyroscope, they're so cool because they gather all that data and then they give you reports in a way that you can actually take value out of it and like see trends mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, this is a little bit, I, like I don't, I don't expect them to go as deep and you know, intricate as Gyroscope, but it's a good you know, step in the right direction and I like it. And uh, I wonder if it'll be enough for me to ditch Gyroscope because even though I like it, uh, the app is kind of janky and 
React Native, and um, and it's kind of expensive actually. They charge like a hundred euros a year, whatever. So mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, there's an opportunity here. Um, cool. Um, oh, audiobooks, no one cares. Uh, whatever, whatever. Um, for me, the biggest change uh, in watchOS is well, actually, there's two. Uh, one is the, the App Store. So it's well a, a needed step to eventually decouple the watch from the phone uh i think it's like super obvious this is has to be something that they are you know working towards um ever since the first watch uh just like you know before the with the first couple iphones if you bought an iphone you need a computer to activate it and whatever whatever so the phone was always like attached to a computer and the same is happening with the watch and the phone but with the app store on the watch directly on the watch uh, it means that you actually don't need now your phone to install apps. Now, of course, the screen is so small, so the UI and stuff to find apps, it's going to be kind of tricky. Uh, and it's not like you're reading Twitter. You can just click a link and open something like the, you know, the app on the App Store on your watch. So there's it's still very much siloed. Uh, and as, from their screenshots, their curation um, that they're doing, I think they only feature like three apps. So, you know, it's, don't count on that. Cause it's going to be... Well, first, it's, it's going to be very valuable to be featured in that app, probably. Um, but then, yeah, don't count on that because it's going to be hard for people to find your app. Um, but also because of that, uh, it means that if you're making a watch app, now you don't have to create a phone app. Uh, for most watch apps, there's still like a little companion, like a little sidecar uh, for your uh, phone app. But for apps like Break This Site, um like i i designed the game (laughs) plug i designed the game and i built the game and then i was like oh shit i have to do something on your phone so i did that and i've seen a lot of app developers do something similar and where well the the phone app is like an instruction manual and like hey this is how you open it or install it or whatever it's like a hack so uh this is i this is a welcome change yeah i think the only thing remaining are going to be all the account login stuff so, for example, logging into your email, um, setting up. You still know, have like, it. They show that. Can you set they up your email in... right on the watch? Yeah, if you want to, like, just type a username password, you're going to be able to do that. Right. Okay. So, in that case, like, there's not much that's left uh, that can that requires the phone. So it seems. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like in the next year or so, we're probably going to see independent watch. Probably, um, which you know, it's that's I don't know how uh, they don't they don't say how many uh, Apple watches they they are selling, but I know it's the most popular uh, smartwatch, whatever that means. Um, doesn't but, take a lot know, if, to be the most popular smartwatch, <laughs> yeah, <that>. right? <laughs> but and I do think the Apple Watch is popular. Like we see them all the time everywhere. Yeah, see it a lot. Um, and you know, I think Android uh, smartwatches are not that popular. Like, what is the Android? the one watch that competes with Apple Watch. I, I'm actually not super sure. Um, so if they decoupled from the phone, they just they have a bigger market now to play with. Uh, so that's that's where growth will come from. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the biggest feature for me in watchOS is all of that new UI, which then later we find out that this is all uh, Swift... Uh, UI, so actually you can see you can you can actually create a lot of new stuff, <laughs> UI wise, um, which is 
very much like welcome change because right now if you want to build any kind of ui on your watch it's a nightmare <laughs> yeah so this i i this will hopefully open up just a, a bunch more ui innovation in the, in this platform have you had a chance to play with it though not yet okay mm. because this but will it's... be interesting to see because i don't know if it enables that much more than you could do because apple's never used that like watch kit framework right like it always used no. uh ui kit anyways or some mm-hmm. form kind of form of it mm-hmm. and i'm not sure that like they they never said that all the new watch stuff is made with swift ui so they said i'm trying to find something so i'm par- paraphrasing here this is like a whole new native ui framework will be available right. um later in the year right so we'll have to see what that means but <laughs> it certainly can't be worse than what was already there um and it was kind of frustrating like the way things behave on the watch uh versus on the phone like was kind of like it was very different and now it seems like swift ui like really allows you to do way more stuff um so mm-hmm. yeah it definitely seems like it's more powerful i don't know about enabling new capabilities but um it'll definitely make like laying out interfaces much nicer to do uh yeah i can't wait to, to start playing with this and i'll like i guess i'll report back <laughs> i'll tweet about it for sure if i find something cool, cool. um yeah and that's, that's that's pretty much it i feel like watch os is very much like tied to hardware like all the big innovations come mostly from hardware so we're probably gonna see more stuff uh when new hardware is announced which is i don't know when the new phones are announced i think yeah right right okay so yeah that's it (laughs) uh next what do you have next ios 13 ios 13 wasn't it weird that they 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 brought ios like so early in in the keynote i got worried for a second really yeah, like nah. oh, I thought that was the main event. They're gonna save it to, to the end, but apparently not. No, like they for sure had um the Mac Pro stuff that was gonna I didn't like know go that. in somewhere. Um, I didn't know and that. there was also like surely a ton of stuff for Mac OS that they could do. Like, if anything, I feel like what I was surprised about is how little time was spent on Mac. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, like time is flying like crazy. Like, where's all the Mac stuff? Um, I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, they. <laughs> I think they went through that stuff relatively quickly. Uh, lots of cool stuff in uh in iOS 13. Even mm-hmm. though, like, if it felt like we knew a lot already, um, mm-hmm. through the leaks, um, lots of really cool stuff. So first off, uh, as soon as they started like the video, <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. that's probably dark mode, <laughs> and indeed it was dark mode. Um. Dark mode looks fine. <laughs> Basically looks like how you'd expect it to be. Um it's sort of a pure black theme. Um I think there's a couple interesting design details that are probably important for all of us designers to consider. Um so the big challenge with dark mode is that you can't rely on shadows to show depth. Um and so one thing that was like I was really interesting to see is how would they handle that? Uh, especially if they're going for a pure black theme. So mm-hmm. um, what apparently they've went with is any sheet that's like, um, 
you know, like when you present a view controller or like have a sheet that's on top of something, that sheet is lighter, is not pure black. And that's how they show the depth. Um, So it's like that kind of works. Um, It just means like you have to be aware of like depending on how you present certain UI, like the background will end up being certain colors. I think it's the other way around. When something is presented on top, the layer in the background doesn't get it's like a dark gray so it's not pure black so you can still cast a shadow on it this is what i saw on, on ipad but more on that later Am I actually mistaken? i guess they do yeah you might i mean actually yeah okay so they do both hmm, hmm. interesting okay i kind of like missed that when i was playing with it but you're right so what happens is like the sheet that's on top gets a dark gray color and then the thing that's in the background also gets lighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, if you're trying to like bring real world physics and you know laws of physics, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like really. it's a little, a little complicated. But mm-hmm. um, generally, though, like if you know if you're not a designer, it generally kind of works. Like you still have that feel that depth. It's just that like th- colors change all the time, basically. Um, so just something to keep in mind for all of us, like as we're designing, get used to your background colors changing over time, uh, mm. which in my opinion probably means that you should be using the new iOS colors. So they have like colors that automatically will change and we'll talk about SwiftUI later, but um, that like you don't want to spe- tell your developers like hey like just hard code to this color you actually want them to use the system thing which will automatically change the colors for you because um, otherwise it would be a lot of work to kind of like re-implement that same system so just be careful about that like if you're implementing custom uis because um, otherwise you will lose that depth and it'll feel weird uh the one big question mark that i had because we we knew that it was a very strong rumor that they were building dark mode on iOS. The one thing that I was really curious to see was, are they going to go with the pure black approach? And if they do, are they going to do any Apple magic thing to try to alleviate that, um, what do you call it, like the jittery stuff? Yeah. The MS drag, effectively, because uh, everyone knows this already, but if you don't, OLED screens, uh, pure black, the pixels are turned off completely and so if you scroll something like with a pure black background uh it takes longer for the pixels to like turn on and off than to just change color so yeah uh so elements seems like they're dragging uh it's not a good look and um so what did they do nothing Uh, (laughs) they still have that problem so like i don't see it on the ipad because it's not on the screen but on the phone if you just want to try it if you're running iOS 13, just open settings and scroll, and it's not a good look. It's, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm surprised that they didn't, like, this was not an issue for them. They're like, well, yeah, sure, still, whatever. And they still ship this. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Overall, I don't like dark mode that much. Like, I do think it's easier on the eyes, like, if, if it's totally dark in the room, like a, in a bed or something in bed. But Overall, I'm not a big fan. Just all things look. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. I think it really depends on your your preference. Um, mm-hmm. I I know for sure for myself that I will not be running dark mode full time 
Uh, but at night, it certainly is very nice. Why is that? Uh, just because I feel like contrast is not very high. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, it kind of makes sense. Like, that's something that's really tricky with OLED screens. Like, when you're actually running the phone at night in the dark, everything feels more contrasty. Uh, but then when you're j- running it during the day, like, that contrast is, like, much, much lighter. Um, so, like, my, honestly, like, I, I don't know that there's anything they could do- have done about the, you know, the scrolling effects, where it's, like, just is jittery. It, this is just, like, a defect of OLED. And I know you could do, try to do some tricks and light up the pixels just enough and try to get them just so. But I, you know, I feel like w- what I want, like, what re- makes this screen, OLED screen really awesome is, like, when it's pure black and it's just, like, black, black. Um, mm-hmm. so it annoys me slightly when I scroll that I see the jitteriness, but it's like kind of like there's no good decision here um to be made. What bothers me about how they implemented it is that it's purely based on time of day and not based on the light that's in the room um, yeah, and I feel like that's really unfortunate because you know i o s could have done it the best way possible basically because like yeah, all, it has the all apps the that have the current dark modes now like try to do this thing where it's like okay like at which brightness level do you think it'd be acceptable and blah, blah blah like ios could really figure that stuff out uh and and get it a lot more precise and they just didn't yeah. um so that's really sad you know it might might still come you know this first beta maybe it'll come later maybe not mm-hmm. It might we might have to wait till next year for that to happen, um, but I think it'd be great to see what they did with True Tone come here, um, so that it's not like yeah. a, a fake effect just based on time of day. Glad you mentioned True Tone. I was gonna I'm gonna talk about that because like in dark mode, you really get almost no benefits of True Tone because uh, that that dark background doesn't change at mm. all. Uh, it's only mostly the whites uh, and like blues and stuff. So also don't really take advantage of it um yeah uh, like like you said uh if you if you have the automatic like to switch between dark and light automatically it's at sunset or sunrise uh if you live in a country like i do now the sunset is at like 10 p.m or whatever it is <laughs> so like never uh <laughs> uh right now i think i i just have it like i'll turn it on and off manually right from control center that's what i'm going for um yeah it's it's okay it's 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 what you expect, I guess. Like I was, I was hoping for like some magic. Like, oh my god, of course Apple would figure out dark modes. But no, you know, it's yeah. I think honestly, I think it's it's less impressive than what they did with macOS dark mode because yeah. there was a lot of designing the windows and like with the border. Like it really yeah. changed. Whilst in iOS it was purely just changing the colors. And, yeah, and on the Mac they also redrew a lot of the icons, which I guess they they did on iOS as well, but um they change like say there's like a hole that's punched out in the in an icon like they made sure Mm -hmm. that that like didn't turn white like they did just inverse the icons like some get uh go from an outline icon to a filled icon on uh the dark mode like there was a lot of like considerations Mm -hmm. um and on ios a little bit less uh but on the other hand maybe it didn't need that kind of level of uh, reimagining so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm still happy. I love that this exists. I use it. I'm so happy that like if I receive a text message at night and it's really dark, that it's not like the 
you know, bright sunlight mm-hmm. in my face. It won't blind you. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm generally, like, pretty happy about the dark mode. Okay, I feel like we have to go faster because otherwise it yes. will be a four-hour show. Uh, photos and camera, there's, like, new portrait lighting things. I'll play with it, sure. I honestly don't ever use those modes, so I expect I'll use this once or twice, and then that's it. Um, the Like, the, the new Photos app... Uh, I just got to say, like, I, I think I like it. I think it looks great in all their marketing shots and all. Um, I found using it myself, I just found that this is very weird, but I, for some reason, I never know if I'm fully scrolled all the way to the bottom or not. This is super weird. Is it, I don't know, maybe it's because I've been using Android and they have it all the way around. Like, the new photos are at the top while iOS, the new photos are at the bottom of the list. Maybe that's it. But, like, I open it up and, like, am I supposed to scroll up or down? I never know. Hmm. Um but it's interesting that they moved the 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 segmented control to the bottom. Um, now this is true for overall in the whole OS. But now buttons have a little, oh, they look like buttons, a little like pill shaped. They have a little uh, uh, bounds, whatever background. Um, there's no. They got rid of all the effectively the the navigation uh, bar, top bar. Um, so it's just floating controls and text on top of the content. Which is tricky sometimes uh, for legibility, but sure, this is a look. I think. Yeah, like <laughs> I think when you primarily is like this is just a photos app, like this works really well. Like this looks mm-hmm. amazing. Like I think they did a really good job with this app. Um, and just scrolling through my past photos, it just feels so it much more great. immersive. Like it just looks mm-hmm. awesome. There's like things that are moving, like the live photos and everything. I feel like it leverages what, like, how the iPhone's camera is different from just, like, a normal camera that I used to take pictures. Um, so I think generally, like, that's, that's, that's overall, like, really nice. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I find unfortunate, again, is, like, oh, they have this, like, a really cool new, like, bottom segmented controls thing. And I think it makes sense, right? Like, have that stuff at the bottom so it's reachable. But the design that they went for is a different design than the new <laughs> segmented control UI that they've done. So it's like, yeah. oh, great. Like, now you've designed another Snowflake. And this one, like, I, I almost wish that they just went with this one for everything. Because that's... This one looks good. Because that one looks great. And it's also the same they use in TVOS. It's like, why not just sell on one? Yeah. Or, yeah, like, yeah. close enough. Like, it's the closest. Um mm-hmm. Why not just use the same thing everywhere? Like Apple just I want I want them so bad to just come up with standard rules for like, okay, like this is how we think segmented controls should go. And once again, Apple this year is like, nope. <laughs> you figure it <laughs> out. Um so but yeah, overall I really like this app. Um it's still tricky. Like for me, I don't you're on the beta, right? Mm-hmm. Um like when I tap the one of seven or whatever, like it's still unclear to me, like what that is supposed to be. Cause this is not it. Uh, what I first thought it was, is that like it combined a what bunch of pictures, like, you know, in the photos app, like you have these little like pills that say like one of seven or like, you know, the different numbers. Um, I don't seven see of 17 or eight, uh, three of eight. See, I miss all of these little details because they're so subtle. Even text, I never know. Like, is this text in the picture? Like, is this an Instagram post? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then, but then, yes, when you yeah. look at this, it's like, said, tap that. It, like, it's sometimes it's the first picture. 
don't know. It's like unclear. I guess it's telling me that yeah, they've only selected eight of eighteen for that day, but the tile yeah. that it is, I find like is kind of like not really obvious. Um, yeah. So, anyways, um, anyways, looks good. Good improvement. Yep. A couple things that are weird, but overall good. Also, the editing controls are good. Um, I like how, like in the in the keynote, they showed as an example um, that they use machine learning um, to to pick the the cover, like the cover picture of like a month. If you're going through all the months, and they use an example like here's your child. Like if you're going through the years, like look at your child. You're you know throughout the years. But because it's machine learning, I wonder if you can set like a photo as the cover photo because otherwise it can be a bit unpleasant. I, I don't know. I always freak out about this. Like imagine here's all of your past girlfriends throughout the years you know like <laughs> it, this can be tricky i don't i never trust yeah. robots <laughs> and also it's apple so you know <laughs> yeah there is there is let, let's just say there is no chance that this actually works <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you will go to years there might be an interesting picture or there might not but like i treat it as effectively random like there's no way they will get this right so 2016 yeah. for me is a picture of a unboxed Apple Watch. Oh, now it's a keyboard. Now it's a oh. keyboard. Picture of a keyboard. Okay. So. Very, very important. This yeah, is uh, this is the year of keyboards. <laughs> yes, <laughs> actually, it was the last year of a good keyboard on a MacBook Pro. Um, okay, so next next up, privacy stuff. It's important. Uh, a bunch of stuff for a home kit. It's good. I also honestly don't really fully understand all the details. I was a bit distracted, but hey, it's safer to use home kit than other stuff. Cool. I like the little on the marketing site. They have a little um, Apple logo, but it's a lock. Yeah, yeah, cute. they've been using that for a couple <laughs> of marketing videos. That is cute. Um, updates, uh, improvements to maps. Uh, it's amazing updates that I will never be able to use. Um, <laughs> they effectively have Street View that looks really good. Like it's not distorted the the picture, and uh, especially when you like, you know how you move in Street View. Mm-hmm. That like those transitions are impeccable. I don't know how to do that. It looks really good. Of course, also it's all probably not fair to compare this with Street View because Street View is what how many years old, and this is sure the first try. And also they only they only had this in San Francisco, I think. Um, cool. They also have like lists and stuff in maps. All the improvements to maps, like it's great, but uh, I you you just can't use maps in in this city in this country. Mm. Um, they still don't have biking directions um and of course all of this these improvements i just i'm not gonna wait <laughs> for right. these because uh, yeah who knows yeah i if personally Android. really like maps and i use it um all the time so these mm. are very welcome improvements and if if anything like just solving the problem of when i press like on a location to actually save that um will be wonderful <laughs> because in the previous version like i'd say about 50 percent of the time you tap like on a thing and it would just unlike itself automatically <laughs> uh so like, now the fact i that, like this you know, no you don't <laughs> yeah and it's super annoying because i feel like this is a core thing like i don't know if this is something you do uh but this is like a core usage for me of this the maps app basically like i compulsively like locations <laughs> in in my maps app of choice so that basically no matter where i am i can look at the map and see oh there's this interesting thing that's like right around the corner like let me go and see that every time mm-hmm. i see someone like post a picture at a cool coffee shop or a restaurant or a new store or something i just go in maps and i just favorite it 
and and then like I'll eventually go and discover it in person uh, when I'm around that area. So for me, this is a core feature of this, and I love that they made uh, collections now, so we can actually like do groupings, and you can share those with other people. Uh, so it seems like a really nice improvement. I think the one thing that's still missing is um, offline mode. Um, because for mm. traveling, like offline mode is really nice. But other than that, this looks really great. Yeah. Uh, next up, Siri. Uh, they had what I think was one of the most misleading demo demos I've seen. So they they're like Siri voice is way better. Look at this uh, old Siri, and they had I don't know. It sounded terrible to me. The example they 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 showed us, like with the current slash old Siri. Uh, but apparently the new one sounds better. I haven't really seen any like noticeable improvements. It sounds different. I guess it's better. But anyway, I didn't have a problem with the previous version. But good. It's improvements. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, HomePod now you can have, like, the, you can detect and learn about uh, the, the voices of different uh, family members. And so they have, they can have, they say they have a personalized experience, although it's, I think it's mostly just for music and like their own playlists. No, um, they mentioned so, everything. Like they mentioned notes. They mentioned uh, mentioned really? uh, text messages. Yep, they had the whole suite. Oh, cool! And That's th- good. Th- That's good. this was like, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> when I saw that because I was like, I don't know how good this is gonna be, but we shall see. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, sure. I don't have a HomePod. Um, Google Home has been doing that for a while. Uh, but but yes, good. I think that they, they had to do this. So good thing. Yeah. That they did it. A uh, couple cool updates to AirPods and Siri in general. And we're like, if you have AirPods on and like you're listening to music or a podcast or something and someone sends you a message, Siri can like just pause the music and read you out loud the message. And you don't even have to like trigger it again uh, with a trigger word. You can just, just talk back saying like reply or remind me about this later or something. Uh, I've only used it for like twice or three times, just a little bit today. Uh, it worked okay. Uh, it's good. It's good. I don't know if I'll keep it on though, because like it's very annoying if someone is like texting you, texting you a lot. Mm. <laughs> um, because like I just want to listen to my podcast. I really don't want to listen to <laughs> these messages. I wonder if you can say just hey, mute this thread for now or something. That would be yeah, that'd, that'd be, be interesting. interesting. Uh, but yeah, generally I I like this idea. Like, say you're biking or you're running or something. Like, it's so much easier to just like read me the message. I don't want to have to like try to like read what it is on my watch. So yeah, this is this is really cool. I think they need to go even further with the voice support on on AirPods because mm-hmm. um, like one problem that I had, uh, which I haven't tested uh, with this new uh, update, so maybe they fixed it. Uh, but say you run a Siri shortcut on your uh, AirPods, it will stop the music. Like, mm. not actually just pause it. It will stop it. So you have to, like, Ooh. start it again. Like, there's a lot of things where I wish it just behaved like the HomePod, uh, but it doesn't. Like, it kind of behaves more like the phone. Um, so hopefully they bring that more a little bit more in line. Um, but, yeah, overall, uh, that was really nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, you can share your, uh, your music with someone else. Uh, I'm sure, you know, everyone's had that, that use case where you're like, oh, I want, just want to show you something. Uh, this is nice. Like, it's not something I would use frequently, but it's cool that it's there, I guess. And no, it's really cool. Like, imagine they're in a plane and you're with, like with a friend or with yeah. your spouse or something, and you want to like watch a movie together. 
So what I've been doing is like I can give you one of my AirPods, right. but you're in a plane, so you really can't hear anything. Yeah. Um, I wonder if this works with uh, like other W one or whatever, like other like Beats, um, if it would, if it works well. I, I guess I could try it. I don't I don't know. Anyway, um, but it's good. It's, this is really cool. So yeah, yeah. Um, next is uh, Mimoji, uh, and this is where they had the um, the segment with the two sort of like cosmetics youtube stars or something influencers <laughs> uh i think that, that that video was really cool yeah like was it was really the cool. exact the precise right level of cheesy i found <laughs> like it was mm-hmm. just, just like funny enough um and short enough that it worked like it was a fun segment i think that was yeah i think that was pretty good um mm-hmm. so i like the new uh you know the new variants like New haircuts. I I updated my haircut. Uh, <laughs> new additions. Uh, the funny thing to me is that they added the uh, AirPods. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. gosh! Like, so many kids are gonna like keep using that. What I think they should have done, um, and it's kind of unfortunate that they haven't, is limited the the AirPods to if you actually own AirPods. <laughs> Oh really? I didn't know that. No, no, they should have done that. I think oh. they haven't, but I think they should have. Like it would have been funny. Like like an just, upsell. Thing. Yeah, that is just like kind of like because like, have you heard of about this thing like uh, AirPods as like a status symbol mm. for kids? I think I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Like there's been a lot of memes like going around that it's like you know around <laughs> the AirPods. So like this could be a thing. <laughs> you know, it's people sharing pictures of them uh with the AirPods um just as a proof that they kind of have them. Uh, <laughs> that would be funny, but um yeah, like I just think this is cool like just allowing more people to to uh like see themselves in the emojis. Uh and what this also does uh now that they've added the support for emoji stickers is that you can use emoji even if you don't have an iPhone 10. So it kind of mm-hmm. like expands it to more people, and Apple is certainly like very, very proud of it. Um, so much so that they put it in the emoji, or sorry, in the emoji keyboard, mm-hmm. uh, and you have a bunch of these now. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that <laughs> specifically. You don't want to have emoji in your email. <laughs> mm, I mean, it's not no, that I don't want email? it in email. It's kind of that I, I'm not sure that I wanted it anim- in the emoji picker. Yeah, but I guess great. I'll you know just learn to ignore it, basically. <laughs> but this is very much like forcing down your throat. Um, what else? Oh, uh, messages. Now you can. Um, well, there's two things. You can set your own profile picture, which I've done immediately. Uh, which hopefully, please everybody, like, please do that. Like, <laughs> I don't want to have to set up all of your pictures all the time. Um. But otherwise, um, they've also added the feature for uh, people to have friends who won't use this, like the automatic one, uh, where you can actually create like an emoji of them and set their pictures as that emoji, uh, which I think is pretty neat. Like it's a good way to have uh, someone's profile picture if they don't have um, any picture online. So this this is pretty neat. Oh, the one thing I wanted to mention quickly is mm-hmm. CarPlay looks really cool now so i've heard uh i don't have carplay (laughs) it's like i've been considering uh like trying to see if i can get like an aftermarket thing put in my car for carplay Mm. 
Maybe. Because this is looking really good now. So um, I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to see if this is something that's doable. And maybe we'll give uh, all of uh, our listeners an update on how that goes. But yeah, I think finally, like, they've found a UI that kind of sort of works. I still think ver- there is some awkwardness here and there. But generally, it looks, looks pretty nice. Okay. I wish they... I'm I'm going to wait for the bike play. So. Bike play, yeah. <laughs> you Amsterdam person. Mm-hmm. All right. Um so they they've I think they surprised a lot of people uh when they so after this whole iOS 13 section, I didn't see any iPad mentioned ever. Um and uh apparently it was on purpose cuz they are what are they doing? Are they forking iOS into two different OSs? Are they? Is like a just a different branch, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it gets rebased with Master every once in a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're calling it iPad OS, and you know it has all the things that we talked about in iOS 13, but then and then some, right? Um, so I'm just going to assume that like let's say next year with iOS 14 is going to be kind of similar. So iOS 14, all the features uh, apply to both iPhone and iPad. Uh, but then they're going to have iPad-specific features, I assume. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think this is a... Is this like a fork in the road or is this more like a you know parallel? <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's more like paying lip service to like, hey, like, Hey, people, like, treat this iPad as, like, a real computer. Uh, We're going to change the name, but it seems like they didn't change anything else. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that it fully deserves the iPad OS name. I think we'll have to see in the upcoming years. Uh, But it's still very, like, there's no question that this is still iOS. You know, like, it's Mm -hmm. not completely different. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to try to be brief here. Uh, it has a bunch of cool stuff, but it's it's very much like improvements on what it had. There's no like big revolutionary, you know, new thing. It's more about cool improvements. So like slide over split view. So multitasking iPad is still the same, but it can do a little bit more of what it would have. Um, so like the little flyover app, you can have multiple flyover apps and then switch between them effectively with the same gestures that you would if it was like a floating iPhone. Imagine that. So you can like swipe at the bottom of the the window um you can have uh, multiple uh multiple windows can i call that of of the same app so you can have like two you know notes uh open at the same time with maybe paired with different apps or multiple safari stuff and i just assuming this will you know this will third-party developers will be able to take advantage of this so they can also do something cool like that um and because you're going to have multiple uh, windows of the same app open at the same time. You they introduce now app expose, so you can see all of those windows open at the same time. Um, so it's like you know, cool little improvements that it helps uh, makes our life easier of uh, iPad users. Um, they have the new home screen, well, which is like overstatement of the year. Uh, they just <laughs> uh, <laughs> new home screen. Uh, effectively, you can have your what do they call it today view the today view widgets um like visible and open uh in your springboard so you can have like the grid of icons just shrinks to make make room for this uh tall uh area of widgets and yeah actually i think this is pretty cool this can be really cool um do you have like cool ideas i don't know what are 
what are you pinning in your view? I was about to ask the same thing. Uh, I've been like kind of trying to reorganize things. And I have the 11 inch. And there's not mm-hmm. a ton of space in there <laughs> uh, to have a lot of widgets, uh, which is kind of unfortunate. But uh, so, so far I have the uh, large calendar thing so I can see mm-hmm. like what my next meetings are for the day. And then I have shortcuts. Um, and basically I can only see the title for weather <laughs> after this. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have. It is short. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I still, I haven't played with this. I have the whatever come by default. But I can see having a bunch of uh, shortcuts here could be could be interesting. I've been I have this draft of a blog post in my head, but I don't even have a blog. So, <laughs> what's your blog? It'll probably knowing myself, it'll probably be just like a bunch of tweets. Um, but like I want to have this shortcut to like effectively blog from an iPad uh, using Working Copy and IA Writer and Netlify and Git and all that stuff. So having those like little actions in the home screen might be cool because I know today you can create shortcuts and add it to the home screen, which is like it looks like a little app, but it is, it's a shortcut mm-hmm. for some reason. Don't ask me why. It looks like looks gross. Like <laughs> even with putting web pages on your home screen, it always feels weird because I know those mm-hmm. are not apps, but they're like they're fake. Stop being fake. Be true to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of like this reserved area for maybe for the for these shortcuts. I think uh, right. I think it's a it's a cool spot for them. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty neat. It's uh, you know all of us were wondering what kind of clever design are they going to come up <laughs> that merges you know widgets and app icons. And it's like turns out it's the most kind of straightforward way you would do it. Uh, mm-hmm. but it, I mean it works <laughs> um, so yeah uh, I think this is fine um, what else is cool on the iPad oh um, the multi- multiple thing. apps and slide over things mm-hmm. uh, is super useful I'd say like that is the number one difference that I've seen in my usage of the iPad like I I use my iPad still every day as like I'd say like almost my main work computer at this point uh, hmm. for all meetings and just being able to like cycle cycle through <laughs> all these apps uh as like a split view is so so useful so that's a really nice improvement um yeah like there's some um like, markup a bunch of, like improvements yeah. that's cool like, yeah that's kind of the page quickly yeah if that's, that's something cool. you have to do um the new text editing gestures um i've used this ipad all day today and i like could not tell you what the shortcuts are uh or how to use them i feel like they're way too like power user-y like they're just like not something that i will remember they're not very intuitive like yeah i have a hard time like seeing this as being i don't know something that i will use Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. i think it's cool for the people who want to learn them uh, but it just seems like a lot of work. Yeah, I feel like that. There's still a. There has to be a better way. But I yeah, don't, who knows? Who knows? It's, it's very finicky. Yeah. Uh, font support. So that would be yeah. really cool. Hmm. Um. So you're gonna install it through the app store with like selected apps, I guess. Right. Yeah. So basically, an app can register uh font support as like a capability so get ready for all the font foundries to make their own apps as like a delivery mechanism for fonts do you uh, think there'll be uh 
like how are how is Apple gonna block just like people sharing illegal fonts? I don't, you know, I mean, like I wonder. The, yeah, sa- the same way they block people from making like Mickey Mouse sticker apps, I guess, <laughs> you know. <laughs> App review. <laughs> That's. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think it's going to be a thing where a lot of them will go out and then the apps will get pulled and, like, you know, there's going to be this whole dance. Mm. Uh, hopefully, uh, like, I'm I'm really hoping Font Stand would be able to, like, do something here. Do you stand with Font Stand? Yeah, yeah. I totally <laughs> still stand with Font Stand. Um, <laughs> I, like I think this is the coolest way to basically like find new fonts and install them. Um, so hopefully that would work with the iPad. Like that'd be really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and potentially like in the future, a uh, sync option with uh, the Mac would be really fantastic. Mm, yes, um, font book syncing. Yeah, yeah I that, that don't expect really that cool. to ever happen, but that would be cool. Yeah. Um, Okay, speaking of syncing, uh, new or uh, I should say updated files app, uh, mm-hmm. they brought Column View finally. Like, no file browser is complete without <laughs> Column View. I think it's one of the best <laughs> UI inventions uh, mm-hmm. of I don't know how long ago this existed, but mm-hmm. since its creation, like, this is to me the absolute way to browse files and i'm so so happy to see it be on the ipad um some other changes that they've made obviously now you can plug in any kind of like USB-C drive into the ipad uh be able to see that which is really nice um <clears throat> one thing that i also think is going to be kind of a game changer for me is the ability to share icloud drive folders yes. so for example for this podcast we're currently using Dropbox uh, to share, like we have a shared folder. So like when we stop recording, I will drop all my audio files in that folder. And then you I have access to that same folder. You can do the editing. Once you're done with the editing, you drop the edited file in the same folder. And then I can pick it up and post it. Um, so having that same ability to do that with iCloud Drive is going to be awesome. And potentially like allow us to move away from Dropbox. Yeah, so. it's it's really close. I think this can probably happen because uh, I'm already paying for iCloud Drive. Yep, same anyways. here. I have like and a terab- so, or a couple terabytes, I think, or something. So yeah, I think it's two. Um, and uh, Dropbox just increased their prices, so you know maybe they're all signs. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um, this was definitely the missing feature. So yeah. Um, one thing that we kind of skipped over, I think, uh, is the um. Uh, Using the iPad as an external display, oh uh, yeah, your Mac. We can talk about it when we're talking about macOS, but I don't know. Do you feel like this is, is this an iPad feature or is this a Mac feature? Should we talk about it here or in the Mac section? I mean, it's kind of a feature for both computers, I guess. Yeah, no, uh, iPad. You can use your iPad as like an external display, not really an external display because you can't just use the iPad as the display. <laughs> Um, but like as, as uh, I think, what do they call it? Sidecar. Yeah, which I think is a very cute name. Yeah. Uh, the way this works, I think, is if you have macOS Catalina, you go to the you know the traffic traffic lights. I think you you hover on the on the red circle, and then you can select the iPad as like a way to full screen that app into. Huh. I don't know. Uh, that's what I heard. Uh, that sounds weird. But maybe maybe that. It might that's, be the green one. 
Isn't that what I said? I, 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 mean, I think you said red, but whatever. Oh, I meant the green. Yeah, <laughs> not the red. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to uh, close apps? Actually, they're going to go to the iPad. That's right. Now. <laughs> and it's like they already tried to do something with the hold the green button thing. I like put stuff in the in split screen on the Mac. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It seems like they're try- they're really trying to make that uh, that button do something useful. Uh, I have Moom uh, over there, so when I hover, I get all of the different. Uh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is super cool. Uh, honestly, yeah. like I can see myself using that. Uh, I was really happy to see that Sketch was up there, and like yes. there was a bunch of other apps. Uh, I am really curious to see what kind of integration that is. Yeah, because you know if you're gonna cast something to the ipad you want to use the apple pencil and yep. like what are you gonna drawing tools and sketch is not really a thing like can you use sketch with a wacom tablet i guess you can but how would you how would you use it with like four four yeah but in a way like it paves the way for a like design tools on the ipad um mm-hmm. in like a really interesting way i think um and it's gonna be really great for many many people who you know want to use say you want to use photoshop or you want to use like all these apps um like is this just seems great so yeah i'm really excited Mm -hmm. about that feature and like looking forward to try it out okay and last but not definitely not least uh safari got a lot of cool updates but like if you had to sum it up is they're gonna have the desktop class browsing like on the you know desktop class browser and not the mobile browser which I'm, I don't know if they're just faking the I think it's very misleading. agent, user agent. Yeah, I think that's basically <laughs> all that's happening here. <laughs> Which is going to bring a lot of problems because people may rely on like a, a mouse and, you know, a cursor. <laughs> so, but what this allows, apparently, I haven't tried it really um, a lot, but just some uh, web apps like Google Docs or, or like, I think they mentioned Squarespace as an example. Uh, WordPress, ugh. Um, or Figma. Apparently, if you open up Figma, you can, you know, it, it renders as as like a like a desktop browser. Uh, this honestly, this is one of those things like it's going to change a lot of things on the iPad because that that baby mobile Safari always you know killed me every time. So uh, this is a very welcome change. I I, I like it. Yeah, like this is a really interesting change because again, it's I think it's literally just changing the user agent. <laughs> um and the like the reason why this makes an an impact at all is that so many services are lazy about the iPad. <laughs> Basically mm-hmm. like just don't, you know, use the right signals to detect like okay, is this actually a mobile device or is this like an an iPad screen? So just saying like you know, m- most of most websites should actually work fine on the iPad. So just let, let's make it make the browser think that it's a desktop computer, and just cross our fingers and hope for the best. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how that pans out. Like in practice, I think from the few apps or few websites that I've tried, it actually seems to work pretty nicely. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, this seems like a nice change. I'm actually curious. Let's see. The one that kills me every time is SoundCloud. Yes. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Can you upload? Can you yeah, post this Yeah, I mean, you were, you were no. always able to upload, um, uh, but it, it used to be like super annoying. Uh, and now it seems like you're able to just log in and it's the full website. So um, yeah, that's pretty nice. Rejoice. 
Yeah, finally. Okay, should we move on, Kevin? Yes. Um, let's let's talk Mac about Pro the time. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the Mac Pro and the display, and I have so many thoughts, <laughs> so many feels and thoughts, and right. um, I need an intervention. But before we head to our main event, should we tell our listeners about our wonderful sponsor this week? Yeah, let's do that. Once again, our good friends at Abstract, they came back and they're sponsoring Layout once again. Uh, Abstract, if you do not know, is the design workflow management uh, for product design teams using Sketch. The workflows and tools available uh, to growing design teams are still largely behind the times, especially when you compare to the tools used by developers. They get all the fancy stuff. And we spend a frustrating amount of time searching for files and exporting them from one tool and importing them into another tool. And we try to consolidate feedback from multiple sources. And we never really know like what kind of change was implemented or not or incorporated and approved. It's kind of a mess. So Abstract is trying to solve that. Abstract is your team source of truth. So kind of like GitHub, but for designers. And it brings all of your design workflow into a single unified place for designers, developers, and stakeholders to collaborate and keep work moving forward. With Abstract, you can version design files, you can present your work, you can request reviews, you can collect feedback and give developers direct access to all of the specs, all from one place from the single app. It's pretty amazing. In just two years, Abstract already has now over 100,000 users and is used by companies like Intuit, Zappos, MailChimp, Shopify, Netlify, and thousands of others. I personally use it, uh, Netlify, since pretty much forever, and that's just how we design. <laughs> and I cannot recommend this enough, and they can't pay me to say this, so here you go. Um, by the way, they also released recently public sharing. So if you create collections and you drop all of your mockups there and you want feedback, um, now you can have like a public link URL that you can just share so people won't have to create an account or log in to, to see the mockups, uh, see the, the design files in comment as well. So that's also pretty cool. If you're interested, you can sign up for uh, you can sign up your team for a free 30-day trial by heading over to abstract.com and if you tweet at GoAbstract and LayoutFM, these are like both of our handles on Twitter. If you mention us both, you'll be entered for a chance to win $500 credit to their business plan. So uh, our huge thanks to Abstract for coming back and sponsoring uh, this week's episode of Layout. All right, so Mac Pro. Mac Pro. Um... I know they said this on ITP. I don't want to like repeat what they said, but this was very much true here at home. Um, when when they say like, all right, so you know it's coming, and we all knew, oh my god, it's a Mac Pro. We're gonna see it, and the lights go down, and you the the video starts, and you see like a round, like a circle, <laughs> like shape, and I I'm literally, oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> They kept like a trash can shape or something. I was for like half a second. I was yeah. really disappointed. But no, we got the we got a we got a uh, improved cheese grater. <laughs> yeah, like I've when when they first showed this off, I was like, is this a joke? Like, for a second, <laughs> I was like, you know, because Craig uh, Federighi did this thing with like the iTunes, which is like, oh, like iTunes, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The calendar. And I whatever. felt very much the same way there. <laughs> it was like. Is this like this is a joke? Because when you look at it from like head on, 
Like it's literally like a cheese grater. Like I don't think I don't think they could have made something that could that would look more like a cheese grater than this. <laughs> uh, apparently not. Uh-huh. But it actually like looks really really cool. Um, do you so do you like this? Yeah, yeah, I really like the it. Industrial design. Um, I think I feel like this brings fun back to Mac hardware. And really, yeah, like fun. Yeah, in in many ways, yeah. Um, Or maybe fun is the wrong word, but I find that the, you know, MacBooks and even largely iPhones, like, are kind of boring. Like, they're just like a Mm. flat slab. (laughs) Um, And this has, like, holes and it has, like, different textures (laughs) and it has, like, handles and wheels and all these things. Like, this just feels like a return to... Like a maybe like a previous like Apple um and forgive forgive me about like the the actual names but like um like was it the the what was the Apple that was like a cube <laughs> Apple computer like power yeah G four cube G four cube power. or whatever yeah like all I these that. like that kind of era like where you had the um the one that kind of looked like a flower thing so with like a hinge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like all of these designs was like so awesome and so cool and this feels like it shares the same aesthetic um so i'm just like really happy to see that be back yeah and it's it's a new industrial design language coming from apple which is always exciting um i personally like i wasn't stoked uh, i wasn't like super into it when i first saw it it's growing on me a little bit uh but i still like i'm not in love with it uh, honestly i i imagine in in like a, in my dream like if i were to have a mac pro <laughs> sure um would i put it like would i try to hide it put it under the desk or maybe try to you know put it on top of the desk i think it's huge to have it. it's kind of silly but anyway I, I don't i'm not sure honestly i think it's just a bit it's still a big computer tower you know yeah. um it, but it's interesting design language, yeah. I guess. I, I love the top of it. It just, like, looks so hot. Like, there's just something about it. Like, <laughs> ah, it's it's like, hot. It's no, hot. but, like, the way, like, the the handle in the middle, like, circle, like, opens up and turns yeah. around. And it, there's just, like, um, you know, like, industrial design feel to it that just, like, looks so cool. That is, like industrial in a way like that just like mm-hmm. feels really nice and then when you open it up the inside having like everything all be all black is just like looks so nice um <laughs> uh-huh. yeah this looks amazing uh, so like it. apparently as a computer um <laughs> it, it has all the gigawatts <laughs> <laughs> so it's up to 28 cores of power and i'm not gonna like <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that I know exactly what this means. I know what a core is, and I know that I have, what, four cores on my laptop? Eight? I think we're up to eight on laptops. Uh, whatever. Um, 28 cores. It just sounds silly. Uh, you can go up to how many terabytes of memory? It was, like, ridiculous. Like, like I don't even two? know. I wouldn't even know what to do with all this power. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. Uh, all the demos were impressive. So wh- instead of me trying to understand what all of this means and what a double wide slot for <laughs> PCI Express expansion slot means, instead of me trying to understand, I'm just I just look at this and think this is like 
you don't need more computer ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know about ever, but you know, like if you buy one of these, that's that's all the computing power you probably need, especially for us like that. Just use Sketch or in three electron apps. I know. Uh, you know, this, but but the thing is, like, I don't even need half of it. <laughs> like, no. one thing that was immediately clear for me when I saw this product was this is something that, like, I I mean, I like the, the hardware design of it. Like, just I can geek out over that. But I would never mm-hmm. buy this computer. Like, not in a million years. Like, no question about it. Like, I could have no desire to have a computer that's a giant tower. Like, and I have no use for any of that power at all like I, there's nothing i do that requires power like so the, my ipad as much power as i need basically so this is where we differ here um i'm probably in the same like in the same situation as you as where like i don't need this power all this computing power but i would love to have this hmm. <laughs> and maybe i'm just like rebelling against because i honestly i've been struggling a lot just coming from the 5k iMac to a 13 inch macbook pro uh, like especially from a desktop to a laptop i've been like resisting this uh, i've not been it's not been a very happy uh, transition for me uh, so i'm like i'm really into going back to a desktop computer and like not dealing with all these fans going you know melting and like the com- just the computer struggling to do silly stuff are you using um, figma <laughs> No, man, I do a lot of video editing, by the way. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> like, at work for silly videos. Oh. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so having this computer that, to me, is like, you will never need more computer. Like, hey, if in a year you want to get into, uh, like, AR, 3D modeling or whatever, sure. You, you can handle it. Like, whatever you want, it's fine. So you don't, that's not a thing in your life anymore, like, slow computers. Having that is very appealing to me now with that said the price of this computer um and like what it is i don't think i will ever be able to afford or to not afford but like to justify this purchase Mm -hmm. like i so i don't think i will ever buy this computer but i damn want one Hmm. i can tell you that so yeah i never had a mac pro by the way like not even not even yeah that's fair it's like but uh, but honestly like everything that you've described is probably just like an iMac or at most like an iMac, iMac Pro. Pro. <laughs> yeah, Like definitely. at most, you know? Like this is like uh, just a well, whole other level. This is intense. Like, it's like this is, this is clearly not for us, like me and you. And this is also clearly not for all these app developers that were at WWDC. Uh, and, you know, pro consumer, well... <laughs> pro consumers were asking for a pro machine like not this not these laptops and even the iMac Pro I think overall people are happy with it but they wanted more they don't want these constraints um and Apple was like okay like I'll we'll do everything we can we're not going to look at expense and at prices this is what you get and I think people are like that's what I asked but I didn't even I didn't think too hard about this like i don't think i can afford this right like it's just way way more than any any one of us would need and this is not for us and that's why i think they kept bringing back these like these other computers in this field cost this much or we're going to talk about the display in a minute because um like 
these other displays cost $42,000. You're like, really? How? But those are real prices. Like, that's the industry. Um, and so I, I feel like we this is not for us, and we're trying to justify a purchase of a thing that it's not, not for us. So... <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the display. Okay. So if this computer is not for us, a good display certainly is for us because we're designers and we care about good displays. So uh, the new display that they're calling it, the Apple Pro Display XDR, sure, Apple, it's everything I've ever wanted and I can't afford it. And it's breaking my heart. It's breaking my heart. I don't know what to do, Kevin. Mm. I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, so if for some reason you're listening to this and you don't know what, what's new about this display, uh, first it's an Apple display. So at least we're going to have something from Apple. Uh, and they're good at, ma- at building displays. So it's not just like, because Apple is the best. Apple is good at doing this. So it's a 32-inch uh, 6K display. And uh, it, it goes up to 1,600 nits, which, uh, so I've heard, it's very bright. <laughs> it has an astonishing uh, a million to one contrast ratio, contrast ratio, and a super wide viewing angle. Um, whatever. So it's it's really good quality, <laughs> image quality. And now I can't talk about this without j- jumping straight to the price because, <laughs> god damn it! So this display will cost. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, five k five thousand dollars. Yeah, so the standard glass one is mm-hmm. uh forty nine ninety nine, and then there's one that's uh the nano uh, texture 49. glass 99. is not fifty nine ninety nine. Um, so that's the the matte one. It's like a thousand dollar premium. A thousand dollars to go from a glossy to matte. Okay. Yes, yes exactly. And then. Keep going. <laughs> uh, and then if you want the stand, because, <laughs> of course, like these, this comes uh, as a separate purchase, this will cost you an extra $9.99, so 1000 bucks for the stand for your display. Because if you just pay a mere $5,000 for the screen, this does not give you a stand to come with it. You have to so- carry it. Uh, so it's it's five thousand dollars for the glossy or matte version. Uh, glossy. So it's four thousand dollars for the glossy. No, five five thousand for glossy, six thousand for matte, plus a thousand. So if you want the good the matte version with the basic with a stand, it's not asking too much. It's a seven thousand dollar purchase. Yes. <sighs> Which is more than the computer, by the way. The computer starts at four ninety nine. <laughs> no, four forty nine ninety nine. Sorry, five G. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. Again, <laughs> as I was looking at this, uh, and this was introduced, as soon as I saw this display, I thought this display is not for me. Even less, really, even less than the the Mac Pro. I was like, what? Mac Pro, I don't think this is for me, but like, I mean, this is kind of cool. And like, you know, maybe there's a scenario, a world in which I would have this computer. This display, there is no world in which I would have this display. Um, Why? Just because of the price? 
No, no, not because of the price. Not because, because of, the of price. what? Uh, so obviously the price is like cost prohibitive uh, in some <laughs> ways. Like, so it is a factor. Like if this was like a hundred bucks, like sure, I'll have one. Uh, but um, I don't like it. <laughs> what? <laughs> the stand looks terrible. Um, I don't like the way the about? screen is, is like so all the corners are like so sharp. Um, the what? holes in the back are just like, although they like, even if they look nice on the Mac pro, I don't feel that this is like a nice look for a display. Um, also just look at how thick this thing is. I don't want to try <laughs> it has like two fans thick, thick display <laughs> with fans in it. Like that is not what I want. Like that's not my idea of a of a good display. Like it does have good things going for itself, right? Like you have the little like hinge thing that can move the display up and down. Like that's cool, I guess. But like there's so many features that this display has that I do not need or want or care for the difference. What do you mean? Like, like just from the display itself. Like I like, don't care kind of about the, the million nits that this thing has to burn my retina. Like my current display is running at like seventy five percent brightness. That's totally fine. Like I don't need it to be no. brighter. Um, You're so wrong. The contrast ratios on that display is mostly fine. Like I like there's a lot of things like the ten bit color depth. Like okay. I don't know, like, I have a display right now, looks fine to me, um, like, you know, like, there's so much stuff here, that I'm just like, the expert calibration, whatever lead thing, like, I don't know, I, like, call me, you what know, you like, call me about? crazy, like, I don't care about that stuff, this is overkill, like, these are improvements that I will never notice or see in person like i don't like i don't think i would see any kind of difference here what i do want is take this display that's like the same as the imac display and the same as this lg display and just put it in a nice aluminum case where i could like move the display up and down that is it i want uh, the thinnest display possible no fans like i there's no way in hell that i want a fan in my display who the heck wants that? I also so feel like the just the are... hardware design is just like so squared off. Like even the foot, the f- mm-hmm. fact that it's all like a line, like one line, just kind of looks bad. I find like I just I really don't love it. Okay, uh, I I disagree with everything <laughs> you said. <laughs> well, I'll give you that it's not the prettiest, but like what I want in the display, like give me the the best quality ever like remember retina when we made the jump to retina like that feeling i will create you know in ratatouille the (laughs) the food critic is looking for that searching for that feeling that he had when he tasted that his mother's recipe when he was a child i am looking for that feeling of like when i saw a retina screen for the first time like i want that (laughs) i don't think you will get that (laughs) experience No, but it's better. It's like one of those things that I know once I laid eyes on the screen, every other screen will look like a turd to me. Like just having the best picture quality ever. And in, in even the fact that this is a, a 32 inch, like I have a I have a 27 inch. So this display is massive. I welcome that. I want the, the big of a display as I can. Well, you know, not those that, you know, uh, without being silly, but like 
a bigger, brighter, with more more colors screen made by Apple in a nice enclosure. That's like that's what I want. The fans, I'm not a big fan. Hey, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of the fans. Of fans. <laughs> but like I understand that's just physics. You need to cool this down just to to have it this bright. Um that technology like making it matte but without making it just like uh effectively having like that that other layer on top of it, it makes things kind of fuzzy. Um that that sounds amazing technology that I want. It's like best of both worlds. Um, again, this screen is everything I've ever wanted out of the screen, um, apart from the price. So, yeah, I'd be willing to do all that, to all those trade-offs. Sure, it's a bit thick. Sure, it has fans, which, by the way, they say that it's as loud as an iMac Pro, which I also hear that it's very quiet. So I think it wouldn't be a problem. Um so sure, it has some of those things that they are not ideal. Like ideally, it will be like paper thin. Um, but those are trade offs that I'm more than willing to 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 take. Um, yeah, but but that price. What's going on with that price, Kevin? How are you not more like just this is scandalous? Like also, <laughs> I don't also, think so. This like screen, this is a comparison to like a thirty thousand display, thirty thousand dollar display. Like it's. It's not. It's still a computer display. What is going on? What is go- also? Do you know you can hook up? What is it? Six of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Like I. I mean, this is not for me, and this is not for you either. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Like, I just, shut up. <laughs> like you know, this is not a display for mere mortals. Uh, it's just, like it's just. Yeah, like just forget it. Like, if you're lucky, like go see one in the store, and then I'm I swear to God, like I'm sure you look at it and like look at it side by side with an iMac. I would doubt that you'd see a difference. Okay, challenge accepted. Okay. Also, like, I, I just have to say this: this screen doesn't have either speakers nor which I'm okay with, but nor a webcam. Yeah, that's so, the thing that's crazy. You're gonna have to what attach like because Apple doesn't even make webcams. You have yeah, to like, attach like get, a get forty dollar like LG camera. <laughs> yes, you know, like these, like this is just like you're making the wrong trade offs here. Like it's just like just more signs that this is not this this display. Like this is Apple saying like this is not for you. <laughs> like, uh, but I want it. Yeah, like no, for me it was just like no, like immediately like this would have trade offs that I would not be willing to accept. Uh, even if the price was acceptable, uh, which it is not, like it is not for me something that I can justify. Um, so um, I will keep using my LG 5K, which is you know not the world's best display, but it's terrible. It honestly, like I am satisfied with it. Like I'm not. I I'm, hate it. <laughs> I just basically I just wanted like a slightly nicer version of that. Is is all I was uh-huh. asking for, and this so is I'm clearly at. not it. Uh, no, this is not an iMac because iMac has a non-height adjustable screen. Like this is there, there are nice uh, improvements. Um, like I'd I'd love to see that hinge, for example, like come to the iMac. Like I don't know if this is ever gonna happen because that hinge on its own costs thousand dollars. I don't know how much, but um, but you know, like <laughs> the the flower iMac like used to come with a hinge that was very similar to that one <laughs> and included the uh-huh. whole computer. For about the same price as just a stand <laughs> and a webcam, crazy, right? Um, so who okay. knows? Like, uh, but 
yeah like the, i'm there's no way in hell like i don't even i'm not even considering this display at all it's um i'm just i'm still in shock like after they announced this at, at the keynote i think i blanked out for the following 30 minutes i don't i don't remember what happened i was still shocked as like just a just a price jump it's not like two thousand. Oh my god i know three thousand which would be like more than 200 percent of what previous displays usually go for it's just a massive jump and also even the fact that they sell you the display without a stand and they it's you take the box and you put it nowhere like i don't understand this world and i think it's the first time yeah i'm pretty sure it's the first time that me me as an adult and as an apple fan of what they produce i never been in this position in where like i they they showed me a product that i really really want and i just there's no way in hell i can afford it like this never happened <laughs> it's a like i know this is for professional grade computing power yada yada it's still a computer like i can afford computers you know like but not this i just cannot understand i am heartbroken um like i like i told you like i i really want to ditch this computer this laptop i'm not made for laptops so i I was waiting to see what this mac pro would look like uh but now i guess like an imac pro is my second best option but also i think i'll wait for an updated uh version like yeah like for the the imac is really overdue for a redesign like those bezels bezels are way too big so like hopefully that um that happens uh and then that will give you everything you need and basically for (laughs) you will get an entire computer (laughs) for the cost of like this panel alone without without thinking about the stand so my god I don't even want to talk about macOS. Jesus Christ. I'm I mean, so there's not much to macOS, to be honest. Um, <laughs> okay, should we talk about it then? I, I mean, guess. we can do it really quickly. iTunes is dead. Um, there's, now, <laughs> there's now a music app, a TV app, and a podcast app. The design of these apps is kind of eh. Uh, <laughs> I find, like, is very strange. Like, how are these, um, like, traffic lights uh just aligned is just really awkward like the yeah, way things are laid out and everything is just very bizarre i just i don't know like it just they don't feel mac-y at all they just feel like a giant like web view which i don't know how much they are but it's kind of eh. but it's like despite all of that it was will still be better than iTunes. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's the that's the one thing. I was like, oh, it'll be easier to like browse and navigate the different sections. So, oh well, um, this will be fine, I guess. Um, and then I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Some updates to photos to just look like the iOS version. Uh, scrolling, yeah, but look, scrolling, look at that reminders. photos. Look at that photos app. Like just the Chrome of the app, the toolbar, and compare that to the new music and podcast. Yeah, app. like why, why, why is this different? Also has a sidebar. Also has like, you know, make up your mind. Yeah, uh, and like why, specific. why does this have colorful icons and like and not the other ones? Like, there's just so many inconsistencies and in all the stuff that they do, yeah. which kind of annoys me. But um, then sidecar, which we've talked about, um, should be really, really cool. Um, screen time, eh? I don't care. Screen time is terrible. Um, sure. And uh, well, sorry, screen time is like interesting as a way to like see how you spend your time. Uh, the 
app limits are terrible um so uh i just like just, i've tried to use it as much as possible and I just like end up that i can't like how does it make sense to just like randomly block safari for like random websites that i haven't decided to stop like it's just stupid so anyways um there's a new find my thing which also um obviously works with mac but is like an ios thing as well um i That's think cool find my that... is really cool uh yeah the fact that you're able to find a device even though it's it doesn't have access to wi-fi is gonna be that a lifesaver brilliant. like it's happened to me before where i've like lost like objects <laughs> um mm-hmm. and i couldn't literally not find them and it's like yep like the only uh the only time that's reporting is like from two weeks ago or something like you know that it's like yeah i don't know what happened there um and having this would i have actually like helped me found it faster so this is a really so neat new feature the way it works is uh your device will even if it doesn't have a connection to the internet it will ping nearby apple devices effectively like a sos signal like hey please you know shared my location because my people need to find me <laughs> and so they they could they, they use they piggyback on other apple devices uh, connections and stuff to eventually send a location to their servers to apple servers this is really really cool um and and this is also probably very similar technology to the rumored i don't know what they're going to call it but like the tile a t- right. apple tile right um that we've been seeing rumors that they're going to have like a hardware device you can just slap on something and you can see it in my find my app which it's uh, this name is just silly <laughs> yeah uh because this name only works if you know that it was previously find my iphone and find my friends <laughs> like new apple users are going to see in the find my what <laughs> is this a bug and also when you say it like the find my app like oh is this a new thing to <laughs> right. find apps it's like no <laughs> this is very unfortunate naming <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, and uh let's see oh, the last thing was of, voice control that was which i think is super cool awesome. and <laughs> i feel like at first when the video started it was like i feel like i've seen this video before um but turns out no i haven't um so what voice control is is a, a way to navigate your mac and Hopefully, this also will come to iOS devices and stuff, but um, it's a way to control your Mac by voice. And you're like, I know you're probably saying like, but wait a minute, like, wasn't there already a voice thing on Mac? Yes, there was. Uh, but basically, this is the other way around. So um, what used to exist, which is voiceover, this is a, th- is a thing that will basically read to you what's on the screen. This is the other way around. Uh, so if you have... Um, some kind of, you know, uh, reason why, like, you can't use your hands to use your your computer, which honestly might just be, like, RSI. <laughs> like, I'm sure some people will try it for that. Um, there is a way that basically the Mac will create all of these, uh, this grid on your screen with numbers. And then you can say, like, okay, uh, number, I don't know, number six, and then double tap that. Um, and then it will basically allows you to navigate through your Mac by using these quadrants and then you can basically just speak like you can say like search for uh location and then it will like show you the field and you're like okay so like that uh write a message but like it allows you to do everything you can do on your mac just using your voice um and it just feels like how the like these kind of like accessibility features should have worked 
like forever like it just seems crazy that we never had that uh yeah. but this is, is gonna make such a huge difference for so many people like i'm so happy about the, that feature and i think they they really did a good job like it it just makes the experience of using a mac like as close as possible as it is for someone who has like full uh, mobility um and i think that just like will will be so so great and it is super cool because, like, Apple has always been on the leading front of just having good accessibility uh, features in their OSs. So seeing them, like, keep pushing that line forward, uh, I think it's, it's inspiring. It's really cool. Um, so this is this is amazing. I honestly, like, I, I want to use some of these features myself, even just, you know, out of laziness, I guess. But really cool. It's really cool. And... Even if you're just like as a designer, like I think it's a really cool way of like solving these problems that you probably didn't even think you had. You know, like just oh, I'll divide my screen into like in a grid yeah. and name the, the each quadrant of the grid and having them. You know, it's these are amazing, just basic design problems that I don't know. It's it's really really cool to see. Um, yeah, and also lastly, I guess uh, the last thing I want to talk about actually. Um, I don't know how much impact this is going to have, but apparently uh, macOS uh, Catalina, it's going to be installed in a read-only partition. So you won't have all of your OS dedicated files, like all of your library folders and stuff in the same partition that you work in. Um, I don't, so I just assume that because of this change, it's going to break a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the reason why I am not even considering installing on on my Mac, but uh cool cool if you're listening to this and you installed it uh, let, let us know <laughs> how's it going how's it going yeah no totally like this will be there will be like a period that will be annoying where everyone's mm -hmm. trying to figure out like okay like how do i reinstall the dev environments i need and like make that stuff work uh, mm -hmm. And then we'll be able to like start using our, our Macs again. <laughs> so um, there is one thing that we haven't really talked about that was kind of like kept for the end of the keynote, which is um, kind of like the more developer-y stuff. Uh, and I, th I think it's so worth uh, us covering it a little bit because um, mm -hmm. it does impact designers quite a bit. Uh, and that is Swift UI. Um, I don't know if you've had it. Have you had a chance to play with it a little bit? Not yet. I just saw some of the market, well, not marketing, but developer materials and uh, some of the tutorials online. Yeah, by the way. they have this amazing documentation. Um, it looks really good. Yeah, that has like a live preview and everything. And like, uh, they've put a lot of attention. Like, at the end, you have this kind of like questionnaire to like validate your understanding and stuff. And it's like, it's really, really well done. Um, but basically, this is like the jargony terms for this is like this is a declarative ui uh mm -hmm. framework for ios and basically what this means is that rather than writing all the code for a thing so say you want like a menu bar or you are sorry a status bar or you want the the navigation controller or something like that like rather than writing that actual component for that thing you're just you're just telling like it's like one level of abstraction higher where you're just telling the system like hey, I want navigation to appear, you know? And you're not saying where it should be or how exactly it should be done. Like, you just trust the system that the system will figure it out. And obviously, like, you can 
tweak some settings and colors and font sizes and stuff like that accordingly. But this allows the system to be make a lot more decisions about how stuff should be displayed and laid out, which does a couple things for you. One, it requires a lot less code for you to write, uh, which means uh, and a lot, like significantly less code, (laughs) uh, because there's lots of stuff that are just that used to be this kind of like boilerplate that you'd always have to set up to just like connect the things Mm -hmm. where now it's just like smart enough to like know obviously like this is what you're going to need to do um which kind of makes it things more accessible i think for designers to kind of like jump in um and then two what it does is like it allows your app to support so many features for free and then three it allows like for example like one of the examples that they have is that uh you could all your apps just automatically support dark mode because like everything like knows already about dark mode and like you don't have mm-hmm. to do anything to worry about it. And then three, it allows your app to be ported to other platforms because while the navigation might be different on iOS and on Mac, like the code you're just giving to your app is just say like display a navigation somehow. Like the system knows how to display it. So if you run the app on your watch, on the Mac or on the TV, the the, nav- the way the navigation will be displayed will be different in all of these platforms. Um, but like you've only have written that code once, so mm-hmm. I think like this is super amazing. Like this has the power to save us so much time to make it so much easier for not only like us to build better apps, but also for Apple to roll out changes in the future. Mm-hmm. Like this potentially empowers Apple to make say like they were to make like a big ios redesign to actually update the design of your app somehow i'm not sure that mm-hmm. they would do that because like there's still an element of like riskiness of like what if you've done something custom or like you've done weird stuff but it allows them to like update different things in the system it's a big incentive for you to follow yeah system patterns and system components and stuff yeah uh one thing that's cool too is that it's more component based so it kind of uh-huh. like allows you to build these these reusable components. Um, it also basically replaces uh, both auto layout and um, interface builder, yeah, <laughs> which Storybook I'm very is, very happy is, about it. You know, Storybook is gone. If you not Storybook, um, Storyboard, Storyboard. Sorry, yeah. Storybook is another cool uh, tool. Uh, yeah, if you open and if you start a new project, uh, the template like it, it doesn't include it anymore. But which yeah. is surprising. I thought they were tooting that horn. I thought they were pushing that. Apparently not. I mean, not anymore because like it sucks. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> uh, and this is so much better. Like if you've ever done um, iOS programming, um, like you know, we've talked about abstract, right? Like where it's like, okay, you want some kind of like version control where you can merge everyone's changes, like um interface builder was like back when we were using dropbox <laughs> as designers right and it's like oh like four designers made some changes at the same time there are different changes like how do we merge them it's like i don't know like if, <laughs> good luck like there's no there's no way to do that um so this actually allows uh proper versioning version control and the ability to like merge files together and merge changes together uh so multiple uh, people can be working on the UI at the same time. So it's just such a massive improvement. I cannot wait to actually be able to use this. Um, the one thing that's unfortunate is that it requires um, 
the new version of Mac OS to be able to like run the full preview. Cause Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. this comes with a live preview as you're writing your code. You it can looks change just things like framer classic. and live it, inspectors. It so, so like for a lot of things, you don't even have to write code. It's just so good at so many levels. And on top of that, I don't know if you've seen this, but like you can run it on your device and actually yeah. make changes on your computer and see it on device. It's so cool. Like the, the, the build times are amazing. Yeah. Oh, and uh, one more thing. Animation is like a first-class citizen in there. So mm-hmm. one of the things they mentioned is like, if you've ever used Magic Move, this is basically Magic Move for iOS applications. It's just so, so cool. Uh, it's going to make so things excited. so much easier because animations, like, while they've done improvements over the years, it gets still very hard to do on iOS. Like, there's still a lot of, like, clunky mm-hmm. stuff. This just you know makes it work automatically um so super super impressed like can't obviously i have to spend more time with it play with it uh go through all the learning materials but boy this seems really amazing i'm excited okay uh well that was a long show we have to there was a lot and probably next week we'll still have some more (laughs) left but uh should we do quick recommendations before we go yeah let's do it okay I'll, i'll start uh no surprises here. Uh, you probably have heard about this before, but I have been watching Chernobyl. That's a HBO miniseries. Um, after Game of Thrones uh, ended, I kind of needed to fill that void in my life. Everyone was talking, uh, praising uh, this show, and I started, and it's unbelievable. It messes you up. It's kind of it's heavy, uh, but really, really, really good television. Uh, it's a miniseries. I think it has six episodes. Actually, the last episode just aired yesterday, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Um, and it's, it's so six episodes, and that's it. There's not going to be season two, as far as I know, because whatever. And uh, yeah, it's about uh, the real life events uh, at the Chernobyl power plant and what happened there. Uh, and it's it's amazing television. So if you're looking for something a bit bit heavy, um, it, like it can mess you up because it's, it's kind of graphic a little bit. Uh, so if that's not your cup of tea, uh, feel free to skip it. But if not, uh, feel free to, you know, watch it because it, it's, it's really good. Yeah, that's really you? interesting. Um, so for me, my recommendation this week is a, a podcast. So a podcast is called Catch Up Call. Um, and it's a podcast by uh, Marshall Haas and John Wheatley. And I think a really long time ago, I recommended their previous podcast, which was called hatching um so marshall and john uh used to do this uh company called need want and need want was basically an incubator if you might have heard of like things like smart bedding uh, the peel cases and like a few other products uh that they started um and both marshall and john like just have like really awesome chemistry and they're always doing like super interesting things uh and they talk super openly about their projects and like where they're at um and like for example like uh they talk about like weird stuff sometimes like marshall was talking about like um some like tax tips that he learned basically from like his uh like tax person like how ways to like (laughs) might need this yeah like it was just like kind of interesting like business style conversations um 
also like i believe marshall as well uh did like an experiment uh a little while ago that was like what is what ends up being the cheapest uh getting a like paying for a parking spot or just like literally parking anywhere and like paying for the tickets uh just trying like weird experiments like that to see like what makes sense um so anyways, they always do like interesting stuff. Um, they're only on their fifth episode. I think the, the podcast is released every two weeks. Uh, but so far, like every episode has so much stuff in it. Um, I've been really enjoying it. So check it out. Okay, will do. Uh, also, before we go, shout outs. We want to give shout outs to the following listeners. Lots of shout outs. Who, who got in touch with us or recommended or tweeted about us or said things said nice things or bad things you include everyone i think uh so anyway uh fabio santos uh 44 studio dimitri vernchuk by the way sorry for the pronunciation i'm doing my best uh, andy santana uh sebastian moog uh, joey banks and alberto orsini uh thanks so much for all of the toots uh <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter if you want and tweet at us and then we'll mention you your name on the shoutouts next week. Uh, we are at Layout FM. I am personally at Rafa Hari and Kevin is at Vernal Kick. You can find the show notes uh, for everything that we mentioned uh, on this episode and there's a lot. Uh, you can find the show notes at, uh, on, on our website. That's layout.fm. This show is part of the Spec FM network. It's like a big family of podcasts. Uh, so if you're looking for more stuff to listen to, uh, not only catch up call they're not on spec but you can find more shows uh on their website uh so give them give them a, a try at spec.fm and lastly our huge thanks to abstract for uh for sponsoring this show once again that's it awesome Oof.